Hello, I'm Dwayne McCurry. I'm the team leader for Adult Explore the Bible. I'm being joined again this week by David Briscoe. He's one of the content editors for the Adult Explore the Bible team. Today we're looking at Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 14. This is session 12 of our study of Romans. The main idea in this particular passage is living as citizens. Here's the way we've organized this passage for our study. First of all, in verses 1 through 7, we've identified that as just submit. Uh, Paul, he directs the Christians to willingly fulfill their obligations as citizens. He reminds them that God is so sovereign over all human authorities and expects such authorities to maintain justice for the good of all. We'll talk more about that in just a minute with David. The, th the second section in this study is verses 8 through 10, and it's just identified as love. And in this section, Paul calls on believers to demonstrate love to their neighbors. Uh, he identifies loving one's neighbor as oneself as fulfilling many of the commands found in the law. These verses conclude in verses 11 through 14 with the idea of anticipate. Paul emphasizes that the return of Christ was getting closer with each passing day. And in light of that, we believers should live holy lives as we look and anticipate the return of Christ. David, let's just go ahead and get it on. The, this is an election year. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the practical ways of applying the principles found in this passage, particularly where we're told to submit to our government? This was a, this was a time period when the government would be uh, difficult to have submitted to when Paul was writing this letter to the Romans. Well, let me, let me start with a caution uh, and just to uh, remind our hearers there that that we're engaged here in, in Bible study groups. And so one of the things that I would, would certainly uh, encourage leaders to do is, is avoid steering or, or letting one of the participants steer the session into a discussion of particular election races or particular candidates. That, that's not what Paul was dealing with here. Uh, and while- he, he names nobody. Uh, exactly, <laughs> right, not even the emperor. You yeah. know? Uh, and so um, it, it's important for us, and certainly uh, we will not be able to, to stop thinking about the election that's going on. But in this time of our Bible study session, uh, I would say let, let's keep our focus on what Paul was focused on. Uh, and so he was expounding on how Christians are to live in a world whose, whose dominant values and lifestyles were ungodly, not godly. Uh, in 13.1, he addressed the matter of the relation of the church to the governing authorities, that is, the, the state, whether it be the king who was over uh, particular sections of uh, the uh, Roman emperor, uh, empire uh, or the emperor himself. He did not name them, but he was just saying, um, what, what is the relation of the believer to the governing authorities? And so he uses this term, of submitting. Let everyone submit to the governing authorities. Now, now let, me, let me review some uh, principles that he was dealing with in the chapter just previous, uh, really the verses just previous to uh, chapter 13, 1, and in uh, chapter 12, verses uh, uh, 18 and following, he said, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Well, that included the, uh, the, the governing authorities there, live at peace. Don't, don't do things that are 
wrong and so draw the wrath of the governing authorities. Uh, And he went on in verse 19 to say, Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath because it's written, Vengeance belongs to me, I will repay. So that's a very real issue as well in people's lives. Paul was dealing with the idea of society and how, uh, how we live in a society, even as believers. We're citizens of heaven, as we'll talk about in a moment, but we're also citizens in the society in which we live in this world. Uh, and and one, one principle that is certainly underscores all of this discussion is that anarchy, where everybody just does what they think is right, uh, as, as they did in the period of the judges, anarchy is never God's way. God's way, as, as Paul talks about here, is to have leadership to have authority. And so God is the author of authority. Uh, And so he gives authority to certain human institutions, like the home, for example. Uh, He's given authority to the uh, father, the the husband in a home. (coughs) In the church, he's given authority to leaders in a church. And likewise, the state or the society as a whole. So Paul's talking about government being an institution ordained by God for human benefit. That's why God established that institution. But it can be an extension of God's authority in that way. Exactly. Yeah. He he has given these government the the right, the authority to lead, but it is to be an extension of his character and his ways. Uh, And as we know, because we are all sinners, uh, individuals can rebel against God's ways. Well, governments can as well. Government can be corrupted. It can be twisted out of its proper function. Uh, So in answer to the question of, uh, uh, of what are some practical ways of applying the principles found in, uh, in this passage, Uh, I would say, number one, uh, because we're Christians, we ought to respect the role and the authority of government. It's a God-given role. Um, And and secondly, we should participate in the process. We we have that availability and that freedom more in uh, some places than in other places. But to, to participate in the process of our society means, first of all, vote. That's very practical. Uh, Second, and Paul talks about this, to pay taxes because that's how we support the governing authorities. And then Paul talks about as well in a number of places that we ought to pray for our leaders. Keep them in our prayers. So very practically, in fulfilling the principles that Paul is dealing with here, uh, I would say, in the least, to vote, to pay taxes, pay our fair taxes, and to pray for our leaders. We mentioned, you mentioned, David, this idea of all authority being instituted by God. How do we explain governments that oppose Christianity? Because we know that there are, are, are governments uh, throughout history 
that have been evil, uh, they've been dominated by evil people or they've been an evil system, something like that. How do we explain that in light of uh, Paul saying that all authority has been instituted by God? Well, it's the same way that we explain why it's sometimes not possible for believers to, to live in peace with everyone. In Ephesians 6, as I mentioned in an earlier session there, when Paul was talking about putting on the full armor of God because we have a clever and a powerful enemy, the devil. Well, he went on to say this, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. Uh, and so you, you've probably heard the saying, power corrupts and, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, this is especially true of someone or some group that is in rebellion against God. They're, they're under the control of the devil and evil spiritual forces. So when uh, a government is, uh, is to the point where either as a whole or one of the rulers or leaders in that government calls upon believers to go against God's will, then there's evidence in Scripture where, uh, where we are to obey God uh, first, foremost. And, uh, and that may mean, uh, that mean uh, standing against the government uh, in asking people to do that which is uh, ungodly. Uh, and it, it could be costly. And yet uh, the, the underlying principle is that we are to obey God because we're God's people first. Thinking about being God's people, as believers, we function as citizens in two worlds. Mm -hmm. We function as citizens of, of heaven and as citizens of this community that we call earth. How do we find the balance between those two things? Yeah, that, that's an interesting, another one of the interesting ways that Paul uh, used a, a very familiar analogy to communicate uh, gospel truth. Uh, citizenship, uh, everybody knew about citizenship, and interestingly, uh, the background uh, of the imagery includes the fact that Paul, while being a Jew uh, and had believed in Christ, and, and so he was uh, a believer, but he was also a Roman citizen. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. Uh, in fact, he sometimes had to use that claim uh, in order to protect himself uh, from those who were going to, uh, to mistreat him, misuse him. Uh, one of the places was in Philippi. If you remember when Paul and Silas were... Uh, Silas was a Roman citizen too. Right. Silas yeah. was yeah. also a Roman citizen. And so they were arrested because people were... Uh, throwing away their idols, and the merchants in the city of Philippi became so upset that they got a mob together. They beat Paul and Silas, threw them in jail, and that's that's the uh, episode. That's the story of when at midnight Paul and Silas were singing <laughs> praises to the Lord. At midnight, you had an earthquake, and and the doors flew open, but Paul and Silas and the other. Uh, other captives did not leave the jail, and so the jailer then was so struck by uh, Paul and Silas's behavior that he said, what must I do to be saved? And 
And of course, uh, Paul led the jailer and his family to uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the next day, <laughs> interestingly, um, the chief magistrate sent the police to, uh, to quietly release Paul and Silas. And, uh, and here's what Paul said. He said, well, uh, no, I think they should come and release us themselves because we're Roman citizens and we've been beaten and jailed um, unlawfully. Which you uh, didn't do to a Roman citizen. Which you did not do to a Roman citizen. And then there's one other episode that I'll mention very quickly, and that is when, when Paul was, uh, had been uh, arrested and was in danger of being beaten to death in Jerusalem. And, and he was brought before Festus, uh, one of the rulers in Caesarea. And Festus said, well, Paul, are you willing to go back to Jerusalem with me and, and to stand trial there? Uh, and Paul was not willing to because he knew that the Jewish um, leaders in Jerusalem would do the same as they had done with Jesus. Uh, and so Paul said, I appeal to Caesar. And that appeal then meant that Paul was going to go to Rome. He intended, as you recall, to go to Rome, not, not in this way, but this was going to be Paul's ticket to Rome you had to be a Roman citizen to make that kind of appeal. You had to be correct? a Roman citizen to make that appeal, and that's how uh, Paul came to Rome uh, and began to uh, have associations with and, and conversations with the believers uh, who were living in Rome. He was in he was under arrest. He was in house arrest for two years, uh, and yet he was able to have conversations uh, with people about the gospel uh, to whom he was writing in this letter. To the Romans. So how to find the balance? Well, I'd, I'd say this, be a good, honest, Christ-like citizen of this world uh, and show that your highest allegiance is to the Lord, whose kingdom will be sovereign over all kingdoms. And so Paul urged the things that he did in, in verses 8 through 14, uh, this way of loving, uh, showing love, Christian love, uh, in society and in life. Uh, as a part of functioning as a citizen uh, in this world, while at the same time your higher citizenship is in heaven. David, thank you for being with us. I do appreciate that reminder earlier about keeping the lesson on track in the group time. One thing that, that may be helpful if you see a, a discussion going in a different direction than what it needs to, just being able to stop it and say, you know, that's an interesting idea. Let's talk about that at lunch or some other time. But for right now, let's focus on this passage and what this passage says, the principles in this passage. A lot of times folks will want to talk about the exceptions and forget about the principle. We may want to direct them and guide them to think more along the, here's what the ideal is, here's what the principle is, and not so much on these exceptions that, that could take us down roads we really don't need to go or have time to go down. Mm -hmm. uh, Next week, we'll be looking at uh, Romans 14. Uh, we'll be thinking about how we as believers can facilitate unity, and that'll be the main focus of that, uh, that lesson at that time. If you have comments, things you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at Dwayne, D-W-A-Y-N-E, dot McCrary, M-C-C-R-A-R-Y, at Lifeway.com. That's Dwayne, dot McCrary, at Lifeway.com. 
and I'll be more than happy to read your email. If you ask a question I don't know the answer to, I'll promise to find somebody who does know the answer to that question and then uh, try to get you the help that you would like to have at that point. Thank you much, and God bless.